Uh, you guys are live. I think that's the signal. Well, welcome everybody to the Historical Advisory Board meeting for February 3rd, 2020. Hello. Who's that? Wait. Here. We right. have a We're all here. So the next item on the agenda is the review of the meeting minutes. Th item 3A is the uh, meeting minutes from our November 4th meeting. Um, do we have any comments from anyone? Go ahead, um, Member Sanchez. Yeah, so it's a small one, Tom. I don't know if you caught it, I believe. Um, you were quoted as saying that the electrical should be grounded, <laughs> and I think it meant to say undergrounded. Yes. With regards I, to I, I was I was going to raise that. Um, okay. I figured you'd catch it, but just in case. Yeah, it was in the context of, of life safety in a in an emergency situation, and um, I was commenting that the, the wires should be um, ideally placed underground instead of overhead. And so I'd like to make that correction. You know, it's maybe line 10 or 11 in the notes from that meeting. Okay, Thank you, yeah, we'll get that Board done. Member Sanchez, for picking that up. I was like, what the heck? You got it. What does that mean? <laughs> Completely out of context comment. Um, okay, so do we have a motion to approve those minutes with that correction? A motion to approve the minutes with the correction. And a second, please. I'll second. All in favor? Aye. 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 That's five votes to approve the minutes from November 4th with the correction. And then moving on to the December 2nd meeting minutes. Um, again, opening up for comments. Anyone? I'm not seeing anybody raise their hand. <clears throat> I, I, had, I had one comment and it was regarding item 7c of that meeting and it was it was i have to actually pull it up i i don't have a printed out copy of that um those minutes and i can't seem to get it right now but um that but there was it was a comment regarding um uh betsy matheson's comments to this board and I thought it, it didn't quite, do you find it there? It's sort of midway. Did you want to try to bring it up? Well, I, I don't know if you need to bring it up so much as just, I thought that, that, that her comment, you know, wasn't really embellished enough to, to say what she was saying that night, which was, you know, she supported the increase in density in Alameda for people to, add units to their existing houses within the building envelope. And you know, she was very specific about um, wanting it to be sort of contained within the existing building envelope and that, and that she was kind of against creating incentives for developers to build new housing units. 
And I, I didn't get any of that out of the meeting minutes. So I don't know if it, we should go back and take a listen to it and, 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 and clarify what she was saying or how that should be handled. Yeah, we, um, I'll put a note here to um, have the uh, minutes taker go back and take a look at that one more time. Yeah, I, th I thought it kind of just missed the, the point of her speaking to the board. Um, other than that, uh, no comments from me. So do we have a motion to approve those minutes with the, the, with the uh, note that we're going to clarify what Betsy Matheson was speaking to us regarding? I'll move to approve the minutes as amended. Second. I second the, the minutes as amended. Okay, so all in favor of approving the minutes. That's five yeses. Thank you very much. Uh, next item on the agenda is um, agenda changes and discussions. Do we have any changes or discussions? I don't see anybody raising their hand, so we'll move on. Oral communications. Um, this is an opportunity for members of the public to speak to this board regarding any items that are not on the agenda that concern this board. And there's a three minute time limit for those uh, discussions. Do we have anybody wanting to speak to the board? Currently we have two attendees on the meeting and no one is raising their hand right now. Okay. So there are no oral communications. There'll be another opportunity later in the meeting. Um, written communications. Item six, do we have any written communications? We do not have any uh, written communications. Okay. Then moving right along into our regular agenda items. Item 7A, we have a, um, an application from 2986 uh, Northwood Drive. Uh, the homeowner there is interested in uh, demolishing an accessory building on their property. And uh, I think the city staff, David, are you going to give us a presentation? Yeah, yeah I can uh, give a brief presentation. Uh, thank you, um, uh, board member Saxby and uh, the rest of the board. Uh, David Sablon with the Planning, Building, and Transportation Department. Um, second here. Um, so tonight, uh, the uh, item um, before you is 2986 Northwood Drive. Uh, the application is to de demolish uh, an accessory structure uh, that's a, de a detached accessory structure that's located in the rear yard um, in City of Alameda as part of our historic preservation um, ordinance. Uh, the historical advisory boards uh, required to issue a certificate of approval anytime there's going to be a demolition of a structure built before 1942. Uh, per city records, this uh, structure was built uh, in 1928 29. Um, and so, therefore, it needs to uh, get a certificate of approval to be demolished. Normally, uh, staff uh, and the Secretary of the Historical Advisory Board uh, will uh, process and approve. Um, 
uh, you know, accessory structures and oak tree removals. Um, that power was granted to him by the board uh, uh, in the past. However, uh, 2986 Northwood Drive is on uh, the city's historic building study list. And in addition to that, um, in the survey in the early or late 70s, early, or early 80s, um, the city uh, volunteers and, and city staff actually uh, provided a, a form for the Department of Parks and Recreation for their possible inclusion um, in the, the state's uh, historic uh, inventory, uh, historic resources inventory. Uh, and so with that in mind, uh, staff is bringing this to the Historical Advisory Board just so that um, we can you know, make this approval and, and make these findings in, in the public hearing um, if the board so pleases. Um, oops, sorry. So this is uh, the house at 2986 uh, uh, Northwood Drive. Um, it is, uh, as the DPR form uh, had noted, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty fine example of a 1920s uh, craftsman, uh, or, sorry, not craftsman, uh, colonial revival. Um, if, uh, let's see. And so here's another look uh, at it. In the 60s, it had uh, some additions on the ends for, for new bedrooms. Um, otherwise, you know, it's kind of kept in, in, in pretty good condition. Um, in the rear, uh, there originally was a, a garage. Um, as you can see, it's been kind of converted into just a, a storage accessory structure. Uh, and so the, the original garage doors have been taken out um, and, and uh, these new windows and new you know, man doors have been um, installed. There's been an addition to, to the side. Um, and so for, for, for the reason that you know, it's not um, in its original condition, um, it, it's not associated with any, um, or it's not significantly associated with any type of um, you know, persons important to the history uh, of uh, Alameda. And, and most importantly, um, as, as we saw from the street photos, it's not visible from the public. So preservation of the, uh, the structure would really not provide any public benefit um, to, to keep it there. Um, so with that in mind, staff is recommending recommending approval uh, to demo the, the structure. Um, the, the applicant is uh, in attendance and I'm here. So if you have any specific questions on the project, uh, we'll be able to answer that. Okay, thank you. Um, do we have uh, any questions from our board? David, I would, I would I'll just jump in here and whether people think about their questions. Um, I think that the, one of the um, statements that was made in the application was regarding some problems with with um, water uh -huh. and um, flooding of the accessory structure. Will you talk about that a little bit? Um, actually, uh, uh, Lauren Herrera is the, the applicant, um, and she would be be better to to answer that question. Hello. Hi, Miss Herrera. Hello. How are you? Good. Thanks. How about yourself? I'm well, thank you. So can you can you talk to us a little bit about the problems you're experiencing with with flooding yeah. and mold? Um, basically, that corner of the yard is the low point for three different backyards. They all sort of conjoin in that one area. And so the structure has flooded multiple times and we it's it's had remediation for mold and issues like that so the whole inside has been gutted um and is sort of just a blank canvas right now and the homeowners 
are hoping to um, add some drainage to the backyard and just incorporate that into, you know, a play area, grass, things like that for their kids. They just want to get rid of the structure. It's been nothing but headaches for them and um, just make it a larger backyard area. I see. Okay. Do we have any other questions? Board member Sanchez. So my question was for staff. Um, I don't know if uh, David or Henry could speak to this. So if, if we were to grant the certificate of approval for demolition and that accessory structure were removed in the future, if a future homeowner decided that they wanted to add an accessory structure at that point, because the original structure is gone, would they, um, would that possibility be negated or would they have that possibility only if they were able to meet the, the setback requirements? Uh, I can answer that. Um, yeah, if they wanted to build a structure there, yeah, it would be a matter of um, meeting, you know, all the current development standards. Um, uh, yeah, it, so as far as uh, not having setbacks, um, let me see if I can pull up the plan. Uh, yeah, so it's a, the, the structure itself or that location is more than 75 feet from the front of the property. And so um, current standards are for accessory structures. There's no rear or side setback if it's at least 75 feet from the front. Um, so from that perspective, being able to you know, locate an accessory structure uh, in that location would be possible. Okay, thank you. Any other questions? Question. Board uh, Member Jones. Hi, um, Ms. Herrera. I was just wondering, so from what I understand that, uh, I mean, I'm cringing just a little bit, but don't be worried. I just, I feel like I need to kind of go through the motions here. But to me, just aesthetically, when I look at the photographs, it, it is a really beautiful accessory structure as far as I've seen. You know, I, I see how it kind of relates to the front of the main house and everything. Um, it has some really beautiful details. Um, I don't know the technical term, but it, but it, can you please tell me how it's been kind of modified from how it, the original structure really was, you know, like are those windows, they're not original, right? They, the they, windows are not original. The doors are not original. The siding is not original. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so it's all been updated. Uh-huh. And the and and like I mentioned before, the interior is completely gutted due to mold remediation. So really there is not much, unfortunately, uh, that survived in terms of historic significance. Um, they did a good job of matching it to the house, yeah. uh, the main home, I feel like, but unfortunately, none of it is is original. Got it. Yeah. In the past, we've had just for background, um, other accessory structures, you know, with the same situation, but they're like, they look kind of decrepit and it was just easier for me to get to the point of approving, yeah. but from the photograph itself, without realizing that it's been gutted however many times in the mold, you know, that's not what I see in the photograph. Yeah. You can understand that, but, um, thank you for just reiterating and clarifying that. Of course. Yeah, so it, it looks to me like, you know, the, the, there are some original historic details, potential 
details from the uh, the original building that are still remaining. I mean that that vent um, under the the gable, you know, looks a lot like the the vents that are on the side of the house, um, the main house. The siding probably, if it if it's been replaced, it probably was a replica of the original siding. The 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 treatment of the uh, the gable, the the detailing of the moldings around the gable look to be original. And then that corner uh, pilaster, um, probably original detail. It, it ties so closely into the, the house that I, uh, you know, it looks like it. A lot of it's just have been reconstructed elements if they if they're not original. That's a guess. It's hard to know. Board Member Sanchez. And so one one question that I had uh, again, maybe this is for David and, and Henry, if if you know um, a little bit about the history of the house. But in the uh, historic resources inventory, it mentions that there was a gambrel roof, and it's pretty clear from the new photos that there is no gambrel roof on the existing residence. So. I'm not certain the the photo that's that we received in our packet from December 1979 maybe hints at the roof over the central entry is maybe having been a gambrel, but the rest of the roof is difficult to make out. Um, were you able to find any historic photos other than this that maybe are a little bit better uh, that show whether that was what I'm trying to get at is I don't know whether this house originally had a gambrel roof and now that's been altered. And then, you know, how does that match up with the accessory and whether that originally maybe had a different roof line than what we see today? Um, yeah, um, no, we did. We don't have any, uh, we didn't have any uh, historic photos uh, in the office uh, at city hall, just the, the 1979 uh, photo. Yeah, I think one of the, the permit items was fire repair. And it didn't seem like it was a large permit. So I, I don't know if it was reconstructing the roof or not, but um, that is a good question. Good catch. We found several permits for re-roofing the accessory dwelling or the accessory structure and the main house as we were looking through the records that the homeowners received when they bought the house and things like that. Yeah, so yeah, Thomas, add that. go ahead, Amy. Oh, sorry. I was just going to add that usually with single family home accessory buildings, um, what the city has in our records is about it as far as what's out there for it. Um, and uh, interesting thing about this property is it has the DPR form. And uh, as David noted in the uh, report, the DPR form calls out character defining features for this property, but um, the accessory building isn't one of them that's listed on there. I think um, that's, that's why staff's making our recommendations because it's not listed as a character defining feature in the DPR form. Uh, it's not visible from the street. And then there's been some alterations to the building as well, so. Yep. Okay, <clears throat> other questions from board members? So I will close our questioning and open it up for public comment. Is there anybody that wants to uh, speak on behalf of this application? No speakers? No one else is in the audience right now. <laughs> okay, this is it, huh? Um, okay, closing public comment and bringing it back to the board. Um, I, I think that the, 
the comments that uh, Henry just made regarding the lack of mention of the accessory building in the, the DPR form is is important. Does it wasn't determined? It wasn't thought to be relevant to the significance of the building back when this was written, say 1980 by Woody Miner. Um, you know, I think that accessory structures can add some integrity to a site like this, but in this case, it appears to have been altered several times and, you know, it's questionable how original it is, but we don't have any information on it. So, um, you know, I'm personally, I'm leaning towards uh, approving this. I'm wondering what other board members are thinking. Board member Sanchez. Uh, yeah, I would. I would tend to agree, Thomas. I, I feel that um, the fact that it wasn't mentioned in the original uh, resources inventory uh, speaks to that, uh, to the fact that, you know, uh, it wasn't deemed to be sort of a contributing factor to the overall uh, historic value of the of the existing home. And um, then again, I think as as staff pointed out, there's not sort of a clear view uh, of the accessory, it's not a it's not a street facing structure, and it's not something that is uh, impacting visually the sort of the um, the character of the original home, nor of the neighborhood. So it seems to me like it it's probably a, a good candidate for um, for demolition without affecting um, you know the the value or the of, of the home and its and its integrity with regards to its its listing. So I, I would lean towards um, allowing the application to be approved. Do we have any other comments? Uh, Board Member Jones. I think just in my question, it's kind of I kind of alluded to it, but I think it's one of the nicest accessory structures I've seen um, come to our board. And I think it has a lot of charm. Um, I, I'm interested, I feel like we talk about similar criteria every time we talk about the idea of demolishing accessory structures. And I think it's important also to think about, you know, the intangibles, like where accessory structures were placed back in the day. And, um, you know, I realize it's not something that's street facing or that many people would see, but um, I, I feel like we still need to sort of think about, you know, accessory structure sometimes. Um, I think there was a house I saw a year ago and um, kind of going on a tangent here, but bear with me, had sort of a carriage house. And just thinking about how things were used in the past, I think that just because it's not always in view of the public, it's good to at least discuss it. But with all that said, I am leaning towards um, allowing for this accessory structure to be demolished because uh, there have been so many al alterations that's really not indicative of the history and um, for all the other reasons mentioned by the board. We have other comments? Board member Lau, do you have any comments on this? Uh, I have just a for common is that uh, based on the applicant mentioned about it, they want to have a more space after we move that. So, so is it like my question is like um, 
and then they will start trying to build more based on the application they say start building more grass on the backyard most um so meaning they will build another structure there another another yes i'm here no uh -huh. there will not be any additional structure there um we are landscaping the area we're building a fence we already have spoken with everybody will be um you know right now the building kind of creates the property line back there at the corner of the different backyards so we will be matching the current fence in terms of style and just continuing it there to that point in the backyard and then we'll be um adding some grass and landscaping okay sure yeah just wanted to mention though like uh thanks for giving us that info because i'm always curious and nosy but shouldn't have any bearing on our decision of you know whether to demolish yeah. the accessory structure but anyway very cool <laughs> <laughs> I just want to um, mention to you, Ms. Jones, in, in regards to um, all of the points that you've made about how charming the house is um, and how they have done a really nice job of when they did replace the windows, they found something that was multi-paned and that fit in with the 1920s colonial style. And um, we did. So I, I'm the interior designer at Henry May and Lauren is a designer at my firm. Um, and uh the very first thing that we did when we went to site and looked at it and um, was walk through with the clients and, and they were very strong about saying, you know, they're a younger couple, they're in their thirties, they're in tech, they moved here from San Francisco, they love the charm of the house, they love the colonial style. And the first thing they did is say, is there any way that it would make sense to save this structure? We would have to raise it up and we would have to build trench drains and we had to get permission from the neighbors to go into their yards and um, so they, they, it wasn't just like a, we moved in and we're ripping this thing out because it doesn't do any good for anyone. <laughs> like they, we talked about replacing the water heater and could we get a gas line out there, but it's just, it's really more detrimental now to all three of the properties and with the amount of flooding that they've undergone, but um, they're going to grow a vegetable garden out there and they're going to put um, some planters. And, and like Lauren said, they're going to continue the already existing really beautiful fence that has like a lattice top. So um, they're taking all of that upon themselves now too. So exciting. I, yeah. I wish these <laughs> projects would come back and give us like an update on what they, <laughs> what they all did. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. They love having barbecues. They can't wait. So you guys will be invited. I'll, I'll send them <laughs> Which will have no bearing on our decision today. We haven't taken, we haven't <laughs> taken a no, vote yet. Made by all the decisions before I said anything, right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for hearing that. Okay. Um, if there are no other comments from board members, um, you know, it seems to me that the the house itself has quite a bit of integrity, historic integrity, and that the accessory structure may not contribute, it does contribute some, but it wouldn't diminish the overall character of that property by having it removed. So um, and that's my opinion anyway. And I would make a motion to approve the demolition of this accessory structure at 2986 Northwood Drive. Um, I don't think there's any conditions that I've heard to that. So do I have a second? I'll second the motion. We got, okay. 
I think board member Jones raised your hand first. So I am. <laughs> ladies first for sure. <laughs> okay, so uh, all in favor of this uh, motion? We have, did you raise your hand, Ms. Jones? Okay, five, five yeses. So the motion is approved. Very good, thank you very much, everyone. Thank you guys so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Okay, thank you. So moving along to uh, the next item on the agenda, number eight, board communications. I had an item that I wanted to raise. Um, just in walking in my neighborhood, there's been a, there's a particular property that's kind of a, uh, it's an eyesore. It's, a, it's an incredible historic property. It's located at 1617 Central. And that's about two or three doors down from or west of Grand Avenue on Central. And it's this big colonial revival mansion on a large lot that since I've lived here for 20 years has been abandoned. Uh, a couple of years ago, some work started taking place to replace the foundations, to dig out the, the basement, to start to repair it. I think the, the roof got partially replaced and it looked like there was gonna be some effort to bring that building back into a habitable condition and it just stopped. And I'm just wondering, you know, what, what ordinances does the city have or what, what abilities the city have to see that projects like this don't sort of lay in <laughs> without anything happening for, for decades, just, just an abandoned building within the city limits? That's a question for staff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm familiar with that, that project okay. actually. Um, it's, yeah, it's got a code enforcement case from long ago. And actually I, I worked with the code enforcement officer when they were coming in to, to get permits on that. Um, we might have to do a little uh, research. I don't know if Henry knows the answer right off the, the top, like what, you know, what we have in our code, we have, you know, our vacant buildings and we have, uh, you know, requirements that people upkeep their, their property. And so that's what all the code enforcement activity was. But, um, and I know with other code enforcement pro projects or the, you know, problem projects, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, I think there is abilities to, to you know, um, get some type of bond in place to, to make sure that the pro project's done. Um, but I'd probably have to talk, we'd probably have to talk to uh, the city attorney's office and, and the building official to kind of get more on that and report back. So this has been in litigation? Uh, yeah, it's been in uh, code enforcement, yeah, for, for quite some time. Do you know if there's any movement on it or is it still stalled in that? It's, I think, you know, there's a financial thing with the, the people who bought it in the last 10 years or so. Um, and so I, yeah, I know at one point, like the, the, the enforcement fees, the code enforcement fees were about 300,000 or something oh because, of all the, because of all the, the delays and everything. So. Well, it just seems like the kind of thing that, you know, the city is in need of, of housing units. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a building that could, if if the owner desired could hold quite a few separate units um and then with a lot split even more um and it's a shame just to see it sitting there um you know i expect to walk by someday and have it fall down or 
burned down or um, some terrible thing, It'd be a loss of a, a beautiful building. There's also another one on the West End. Um, it's a, a couple of blocks from Webster and it's so beautiful. And I walk by it, I walk by it in the morning too. And it's the same thing. I just wonder what's up with it. Do you know and, what, uh, what the street is? And it's either Santa street? Clara, it's either Santa Clara and like third or fourth over there. It's over there. So okay. if you walk out, out of West, Ca West, Ca I think it's, you walk out of West Cafe and it's like the next block and you walk towards the base. You run, you run into it, and, it's, and it's, it's it's abandoned. There's nobody living there. No, I don't think so. I think I know the house. Yeah, <laughs> it's this on is... on Haight Avenue. Yeah, it's on Haight. Yeah, my <laughs> coincidentally, the 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 house next door was in my family until about 2014. That's where my dad grew up. So, oh wow, next door. So, yeah. So, how long have the people been gone from that house then? The the person died. I want to say early two thousands. Okay, that long. And so the son is you know the owner you know the owner is not in in town. So. Mm -hmm. so David, I have a question. Is it like the um um uh, Thomas just mentioned about sixteenth seventeenth century? Is it that one? Is a ten unit apartment, right? It's not single family home. Is it that one? Well, it was a single family home. It was it was quite a mansion. Yeah, uh, in its day. Oh. But I, I don't know if someone applied to break it up into smaller units. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know either. It could be that, yeah, somebody it was broken up at some point. And... I didn't part of the code case too, right? Well, multiple units in there too. Uh, I don't know. I would I would like to see something happen with that, but I guess it's beyond what this board can do. I'm sure the city's um, trying their best to get that one resolved. Any other board communications? Uh, board member Jones. Um, I don't know if this is off topic, but I got an email um, January 27th by the uh, ARPD and there's gonna be four new parks um, that need new names. And I just, it made me think of um, a few months ago we had, I, I forgot that gentleman, but he was such a great speaker and we were talking about um, names and the historicity of different names, and he just gave a great presentation. So I, I wanted to kind of chase down those minutes and see if he knew that there was an opportunity for the public to um, uh, kind of weigh in and give their suggestions for names of four new parks that are coming underway to our city. So. Um, anyway, I can, I can do that. I can find that in the minutes, but I just kind of wanted to bring that to everyone's attention also, in case okay. you guys are interested. Thank you. I think that the park naming is a fall under planning department or is that parks and rec or? I know the planning department has all the street names and, and whatnot as part of their jurisdiction or the planning board, I should say. Yeah, I figured it falls under the Rec and Parks Department. Rec and Park, okay. For the parks, but um, yeah, if you guys are interested or you know have some historically significant names to put in, I thought you guys might want to know that there's four opportunities to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Other board communications. I think those. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say I think two of those parks is the 
Alameda Point um, waterfront park and then the Alameda Landing waterfront park as well. The new one's being constructed. Great. That's good news. Any other communications? Okay. Uh, closing board communications, moving on to staff communications. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to... Oh, go ahead, David. Oh, uh, yeah, I just wanted to um, give an update on uh, the certified local governments, the CLG uh, report. Um, the report template from the state hasn't come out yet, but uh, uh, Alan Ty uh, heard from the state earlier this week that the report template will be coming out, um, hopefully, um, by the end of next week. And so that um, we'll be able to work on that and have that ready once once we, we do get it. So that's just kind of the update on that. Does that involve any participation from the board or is that? Just... No, it's, it's presented to you um, okay. at, the, at the end of the process. So it's an annual report that we do. Okay. Yeah, that was the item I was gonna okay. bring up to. <laughs> okay, so I take it there's no other staff communication? No. No, okay. So closing staff communication, we're moving on to oral communication again. Um, so is there anyone sitting out there that wants to speak to the board about items that are not on our agenda? There is no one in the audience right now. Okay, we're all alone here. So no oral communications. That completes our meeting for tonight. Thank you everyone for participating in your comments. Um, until next time, we're adjourned. Thank you, Thomas. Everybody. Good to see you. Yeah, Thank thanks. you, good to see you. Good night, everybody. Good night.